the best thing is, how much fun is that to go into their world and just write a story, write a book, and you know, however long you want to make it, it is so freeing. Welcome back to The Author Biz. I'm Stephen Campbell, and this is the show where we discuss meaningful ways to get better results with your author business. This week's program is a look at the benefits and drawbacks of writing in Kindle worlds. Our guest is Tracy Sharp, who in addition to the several novels she's written in Kindle worlds, is the author of the Leah Ryan thriller series. Tracy has written multiple books in J.A. Conrath's Jack Daniels and Associates Kindle World, including her most recent, Double Shot, which was released a few weeks ago. The rules of the Jack Daniels and Associates world allow authors to use their own characters, so Tracy builds her books in that particular world as a collaboration between her character, Leah Ryan, and Conrath's character, Jack Daniels. As you'll hear during the interview, each time Tracy releases a new Kindle Worlds book in the Jack Daniels and Associates world, she gets new readers for her Leah Ryan series. In this episode, we'll get into not only the Jack Daniels and Associates world, but the three other worlds that Tracy has written in, as well as the revenue splits and pricing for Kindle Worlds and the ways in which writing inside the different worlds vary. So the rules are different in each world. So, for example, in... Uh, Jack Daniels and Associates, Tracy is allowed to bring her characters inside that world. Some of the other worlds have different rules, so we'll get into some of that. But before we get to this week's show, I want to tell you about another podcast that I co-host each Tuesday with former author biz guest and New York Times bestselling author Taylor Stevens. This show is all about the craft of writing. So it's, it's much different than what we talk about here on the Author Biz, and, and we a, a, occasionally will get into the writing life as well. Each week, we discuss a craft-related topic. The shows are relatively short. They're about 20 minutes long, and listeners seem to enjoy the different perspectives we bring to the show, with me as sort of a newbie indie writer and Taylor as an award-winning, traditionally published author. As an example of what we discussed, the last three shows have been about selecting and writing settings, writing fight scenes, and getting backstory into your book without getting into info dumping. Surveys for the author biz have shown that about a quarter of you are pre-published authors. So if that's you, or if you just enjoy conversations about writing and the writing life, you might find this show interesting. I'll post a link to the show in the show notes, or you can find us by searching in your podcast app. The title is The Taylor Stevens Show, and I think, and our listeners seem to agree, that it's a good combination of education and fun. One last thing, and this is only if you're listening on or before August 17th. Bluehost, the company I recommend for WordPress hosting, is having a one-day-only flash sale for their most popular hosting package at the best price they ever offer, which is $2.95 a month. That price includes the registration for your domain, if you don't already have one, unlimited bandwidth for your account, easy-to-use tools to get your account up and running quickly, and up to five email addresses for your new domain. But this price is only available on August 17th. So if you're listening after that, uh, Bluehost always offers great prices, but they won't be offering the $2.95 price. So if you're interested... 
please go to theauthorbiz.com slash Bluehost, and you'll also find the link to Bluehost in the show notes. All right, now let's get to this week's interview with Tracy Sharp. We begin the conversation with me asking Tracy why she chose to write in Kindle Worlds. The reason I chose to write in Kindle Worlds was because, well, it started as a collaboration with Joe Conrad. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote a short, short novel for him, Jacked Up. And then he launched his Kindle World, Jack Daniels and Associates. And so Jacked Up went into the Kindle World. Then I wrote Happy Hour and the other stories that I wrote in Kindle Worlds. Okay, the collaboration. How did, how did that come to be? I was on my honeymoon in Maine. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I was like the second or third day and I checked my email and I had an email from Joe. What I had done was previous to that, to give you a little background, was I um, he was doing a, a thing where he was. He was trying to help with um, Tess Gerritsen's uh, thing that she was doing with Alzheimer's. You could pay one hundred dollars and you could um, blog on his blog. Right. I remember that. And the money would go to Alzheimer's. Um, and I, th- I believe it was her father that had Alzheimer's at the time, and he's great friends with her. So um, I wanted to do that. And so I paid the money, and uh, I was releasing Soul Trade at the time, and I thought this would be great promo for Soul Trade. And so I got an email from him saying, hey, I've read your Leah Ryan series, and I really uh, think that you could write my uh, character, Jack Daniels. And I would love it if you would do um, a collaboration with me. But he says, if you don't want to do a collaboration with me, I'll understand. Everyone, every writer has their own journey. And I was so shocked. I know I was just like, what? Paced around the room a few times, still couldn't believe it, had to keep rereading the email. Um, And he said, could you please call me? And then I spent an hour on the phone with him. And it was so cool, too, because um, we got on Google Docs. And we started writing together. Really? Um, While you were on the phone with him for the first time? Yes. We wrote a scene. We were on the phone at the time. And we we wrote a scene together. And it was a Jack Daniels, Leah Ryan scene, which I believe ended up in the book. So that was neat. Yes. And And that's how that came about. And what did your husband think while you're on your honeymoon and you're uh, chatting on the (laughs) phone with another man and writing a book with him? That's the wrong kind of collaboration for honeymoon. (laughs) You know what? He was... um, so happy for me. He was beside himself because he knew that I was such a huge um, Jack Daniels fan. I was a huge J.A. Conrad fan already. And it was like a dream for me. I just couldn't even believe it. He, he could pinch me and I wouldn't even still, still when I think back on it, I can hardly believe it. I was so happy. Um, and so it was really, really cool. And he was sitting right beside me and um, just kind of watching the whole process. It was really neat. Well, that, he was that... fine. He's cool. He's very easygoing. Good. Now, I, re- I have been reading your Leah Ryan series for a long time. I don't, I don't know how long, but I remember Repo Chick Blues, I think. Is, was that the title? And it's just such a, such a fantastic title. And I, I bought it, read it, liked it, got the second wow. book, got, you know, got roped into this character who, who was so unique. And I can see why Conrath would like her because she is that, you know, kind of tough girl kind of thing that, that Jack Daniels has, but a, a different kind of, of, tough girl. So he had he been reading the books or did he just get your $100 and say, hey, I wonder who this girl is. I'm going to get a book and read it. You know, honestly, to this day, I really don't even know. I don't know. He might have gotten the $100 and said, who is this person? Maybe he did that with everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and happened to say, okay, well, she writes about a private eye, and uh, it's a a woman woman sleuth, just like Jack Daniels is a woman sleuth, and um, he said that Leah Ryan was badass. So, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. She is. <laughs> uh, and the most, and so I don't know. The most recent um, Kindle Worlds that you did was with the, the J.A. Conrath. What, what's the name of the world? The Jack Daniels World or something like that? Jack I, Daniels and Associates. Okay. So Leah was, I guess, an associate. And you just released, like just within the last week, released Double Shot. Yes. Which I had the opportunity to read, and it's fantastic, by the way. So if you're out oh. there and you like this kind of badass female sleuth <laughs> thing, buy it. You'll, you'll, en- you. you'll enjoy it. I really I'm enjoyed really it. I just ripped through it. it. And you know what? I'm so glad you said that because I am so terrified every time I release a book. I'm terrified, and I am certain that it's terrible. <laughs> certain. So thank you. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever go to writers' conferences? Um, you know, I went to one or two, uh, forever ago, but I'm very shy. And so I don't talk to anybody. Really? So they, I really am. I'm shy. Yeah. You're hiding that well on camera. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very comfortable with you, but I'm not the kind of person to go up and introduce myself and kind of inject myself into a conversation or anything like that. I'm, I'm the kind of girl who will sit at the back and be really quiet and just kind of duck down into the seat and take notes. Well, I, the first conference that I went to, Hank Philippi Ryan was, was speaking one of the, I think, four keynote addresses. And she was talking about the, exactly what you were talking about. It's just, is anybody going to like it? And she's finishing this book, and she just knows this book is going to be terrible. No one's going to like it, and it is the end of her career. And I, <laughs> I've seen so many talks at writers' conferences, but that's the one I remember. And I think it's just the, the case for everybody. No matter how successful you are, how many books you've written, you, there's always that fear. Always. Now, obviously, it's the case with Conrath, because he wants other people to write his stories now. i'm kidding (laughs) i don't want a tirade on his blog about me (laughs) Uh, that'd be kind of cool though it probably it it probably would be so why after the initial collaboration um well first let's go back to the uh, to that blog post that you wrote the altism the altism no Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's yes. blog post, because I had been reading your books prior to that, and I saw that post, and I'm like, oh, wow, Tracy's writing on Conrad's blog. I wonder what this is going to do for her and her books. What what did it do? Because his blog is so popular. Oh, my sales shot right up after that blog post. They shot up for a while, and then <clears throat> after we released Jacked Up, they went up again. Mm-hmm. I got another huge jump. Um and it was really neat. We redid the covers. He suggested that I redo the covers. And so Carl's, Carl Graves redid the covers for me. And um, I republished them. I took out, there were a lot of steamy sex scenes in those. Because uh, the first two Leah Ryan books, I believe it was the first two, were in a, a at a different publisher. It was a small press, but it was a um, an erotic kind of publisher, which I didn't know when I initially sent it, but the lady, the editor um, emailed me back. This is kind of off the beaten track here and said, I love your book. If you add five sex scenes, I'll publish it. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. (laughs) I did that. But he said, you should take them out because um, you can have sex scenes, but these are very steamy. And so I 
did. He read them and he um, gave me a lot of pointers, which I'm so thankful for. Um, it was also riddled with a lot of really bad words. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you can have like two per book of the really bad words. So I'm like, okay. So he was fantastic. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting perspective. And it's, you, you've got sort of an interesting journey. We'll get back to the Kindle Worlds thing, but your journey, since you were talking about this, I mean, you traditionally published the first couple books and then I think you maybe switched publishers or something, yes. things changed, and then you wound up with the rights back to your books, which is the sort of the best of all possible worlds. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I was with Liquid Silver Books, and they were great with me um, <clears throat> for a few years. And then I moved to Dare Empire, and then they folded. <laughs> he was, uh, it was Justin James. He was fantastic also, uh, the owner of that publisher, really great, um, but folded. Mm -hmm. And he was so sad about that. And he said, um, if you would like, I, I'm merging with another publisher because they're going to um, help me to, to stay afloat. We're just going to merge. And he said, I will move all the Leah stuff over to that publisher. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I think I'm going to try it on my own. And that's what I did. I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to try it on my own because this publishing thing is not really working out so well. My sales were terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but when I collaborated, collaborated with Joe and then, the Kindle Worlds thing, my sales jump up every single time I do a Kindle Worlds book in his world. My Leah books just go right up. Okay. Now that's, <clears throat> that is, that's really interesting. It's one of the questions I had is I can see why you did it the first time. Um, well, before we get into that, let's talk just from your perspective, what are Kindle Worlds? What, what, what does that mean to you? Writing in Kindle Worlds. What does it mean to me? It means that you can, go into another writer's, they say sandbox, and it's such a great way to put it. You can play in another writer's sandbox. You can go into that world, you can um, use their characters, but it depends now on which world it is. You can use Joe's characters and do whatever you want, but there are other worlds where you really can't, you have to be careful, you can't use certain characters, um, particularly in your main, um, as your main characters. But, uh, also, with Joe's world, you can cross over your characters, but there are Kindle worlds where you cannot do that. Okay. So it all depends. You know, it's the, each world is different. You really need to uh, read those guidelines. But the best thing is, how much fun is that to go into their world and just write a story, write a book, and, you know, however long you want to make it, it is so freeing. And you know what? It is awesome for me because if I'm writing a book and I'm deep in a book and I just feel like, I don't know about you, but around the middle, I feel that drag. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's the book that won't die. <laughs> Even though you love writing and you uh -huh. love your characters, but you get to that point where you're like, I want to write that book now. I, I see for me, I have like. <laughs> I'm glad that doesn't just happen to me. <laughs> yeah, you see something shiny for me. I see something shiny. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go over here now, you know. Um, but Kindle Worlds allows you to do that. You can write a shorter story, a shorter book in another world, and it just kind of jumpstarts you. You feel like you're all refreshed, and you can go back to your book, and you feel great. And so from your perspective, you did the first one, and it, it really sort of jump-started the sales of your other book, and so you were more than willing to do more, despite the fact that there is some sort of a, a revenue share between the owner of the Kindle Worlds and the author. So can you sort of walk us through that? Yes. When you do Kindle Worlds, it's different than KDP Select. With KDP Select, unless it's a short story or something that's 99 cents, which would be um, 35%, that's mm -hmm. what Kindle Worlds is. 
if you um, publish your book and it's 70% royalties, of course, you're getting all of that. With Kindle Worlds, you are getting 35%. And so your um, Regardless of the price, it's 35%. It's 35%. And so, and you don't get page reads either. You don't get borrows. Okay. However, to me, it's worth it because you have an established audience that you have um, a chance to hook um, or at least show them your stuff. You, you've got a chance to, to show your um, story writing skills to an established audience of that writer. And hopefully, if you're staying true to the world and to their characters, um, they will cross over and read your other books. And that's exactly what has happened with me writing in the Jack Daniels world, my Leah Ryan uh, sales go up every single time with ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fantastic. And I've had uh, readers who have stayed with me since publishing with Kindle Worlds. So, and it's just so much fun. I just love it. So that's the difference there, but you do have to um, hire a cover artist, of course. Well, some people don't, but I hire a cover artist. I hire an editor. I hire a formatter. I do all the things that I would do if I was publishing the story myself. And is that because of your relationship with Joe and you just want you want it to be as professional as possible? Or you, you write in other Kindle worlds as well, and we'll get to that. Do you do, you do the same thing in, in those worlds? Yes, I do. Okay. I do with every, every book I write just because I want to uh, make sure that the product is as professional as I can possibly make it. Okay, and because of the 35% royalty, it sort of frees you up a little bit from a pricing standpoint. You don't have to price the book at $2.99 and above, like you essentially do for most books if you want to make any money. You, you're just going to get 35%, so you can price, and I know some of your, uh, some of the Kindle World's books are $1.99, so you, you can price it that way if you want to. That's right. And they decide on the price. You have no control over that. So oh, they do. Okay. All right. They, they, de- yeah, they decide on the price, um, by how long the story is. One of the great things about Kindle worlds is that you can make many contacts with other writers, um, the writer of the world that you're writing in and also other writers of that world, especially, um, ones where they, they tend to, the, the writer is really good at bringing other writers together, like Carly Phillips, and um, I understand there are a few other writers that are really good at doing that. Steve Conkley, I think, is one of them also. And I have collaborated with Paul Siepel, whom I've met through writing in the Jack Daniels Kindle world. Uh-huh. Um, we wrote Intrud- the second to my Intruders series, Intruders the Awakening, together. And it was amazing. It was so easy. And he is so easygoing. And our personalities just gelled so much because we're both so chill. We're like, yeah, whatever. You want to do this chapter? Okay. Hey, I wrote this chapter. What do you think? Sure. You want to write the ending? Ah, that's fine. It was awesome. He is awesome. Um, and also, uh, Ian Rob Wright. So I've spoken with him. We did a blog together for Joe and, um, he just released a fantastic, uh, tool for writers, a self-publishing course, which um, he asked me to, to be a beta student for. I am so glad that I did because I learned about Scrivener and uh, a couple of other tools. It's very well worth it. Um, I think it's called the A to Z self-publishing course. It's Ian Rob Wright. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, 
you know, we've talked about some of the pros, the ideas that, you know, you're exposed to this much larger audience. And especially in the, in the case, you know, such great synergy between your character and Joe's characters that it really made sense. Um, but some of the cons, at least in my mind, would be that there's a, a, a rabid audience of fans for the Jack Daniels books that probably know more about the world of Jack Daniels than Conrad does. And and you're writing in that world and exposing yourself to those people. Is that terrifying? Oh, it's absolutely petrifying. Yes. <laughs> and I completely understand. I completely understand because I am a huge fan of the Jack Daniels series. And I know what I would feel like if I read something that didn't stay true to the characters and um, that if I was really disappointed. My worst fear is having somebody say, oh, this this isn't, you know, what I like. I, I really am disappointed in this book. I wasted my money. Uh, to me, that would be devastating because, you know, you, you really don't want to disappoint your reader in any way, shape, or form. And it's true that, you know, everyone gets bad reviews and everybody... You cannot please everyone. It's absolutely impossible. Mm -hmm. But if you can stay as true to that world and as true to those characters, as authentic as you can, then I think that that's the main thing. Um, and yes, it is. It's it, like I say, it can absolutely paralyze you if you think about it too long. But um, I think that the gains are extremely worth it. And just... Just having the ability to even go in and write in a world that you love so much is mm -hmm. uh, is amazing. Is it is it sort of fun to not have to create everything from scratch like that? It is <laughs> so much fun. The thing is, though, that you have to make sure that you read. Um, well, I was a fan of Jack Daniels before I had read all the books, and I uh -huh. still read all the books. I can't wait to get my hands on them. <laughs> um, but if you're not familiar with um, a world, you really need to read at least the first two, if not three, and you're better off reading all of them if you can. But uh -huh. if you can't, at least that first one or two uh, to make sure that you're familiar with that world and those characters. I would never jump into a world not having read uh, the books ever. And some writers are really fantastic about giving you guidelines. Like if you go to Carly Phillips' uh, website and you want to write in her world, she has on her website complete blueprints she has family trees. Oh, neat. Family tree. Oh, my gosh. Of all the characters, she's got little blurbs on the most important characters, who they are, where they're from, what books they were from, and just incredible. She is incredible. She's amazing. Uh, also, if you write in her world, she is phenomenal to talk to. She's extremely approachable. Wonderful. Have you written in her world? I wrote one story in her world, Wish to Dare, and I am going to write another one. And, uh, and I loved it. Was there any character crossover in that one? No, there's no, um, I can't bring my own characters into her world. Okay. But I can create my own characters in her world. The thing is, um, then those characters I cannot write about again. I have to keep it in Kindle Worlds. And that's mm -hmm. one of the um, downsides of certain worlds. That's one of the worlds where you cannot write about those characters again. Okay. So, Do you find that readers attach themselves to your stories in Kindle Worlds and, and actually, like, look forward to the next Leah and Jack combo book? I have had some emails, and I've had a few reviews that have said that. When is the next? I've had people say, I love this combination. Uh -huh. I love Jack and Leah together. When is the next one? I can't wait. Um, and so that makes me feel great, because then I feel like, okay, I'm doing it right. I'm not disappointing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. What other? It, you mentioned one other Kindle World that that you've written in. I I know there are more. I, there's there's uh, well, just tell me the others that that you've written in. I wrote in the Chandler World. Joe. Um, okay. Approached me and said, "Hey, do you have any interest in writing a Chandler story?" They were just about to launch the Chandler World mm-hmm. um, in Jack Daniels and Associates. I'm pretty sure it's still Jack. Da- no, it's not. It's not Jack Daniels Daniels and Associates. It's it's separate. And he has that world with Ann Boss Peterson. And that's that's a completely different style of book. I mean, that's those those books read like a, a locomotive train falling off a cliff. They're so fast paced. They are so fantastic. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah, but those uh, the characters in those stories are also badasses. Yes. Oh, yeah. Super badasses. <laughs> so that was, you know, in that way. Uh-huh. Uh, and I said, absolutely. And uh, I had read a few of those stories. So, And I had all of them on my Kindle already, the ones that I hadn't read. I had uh-huh. them. So I was going to read them anyways. And uh, that was, let's see, what story was that? Deadly. I wrote Deadly, and it was short. I think it was only like 10,000 words or something, but oh my gosh, that was so much fun to write. It was awesome. (laughs) What advice would you have for people that are out there watching and and maybe have heard about Kindle Worlds, but really haven't considered it, but they're listening to what you say and they're thinking, wow, I've got a character that might fit well in a certain Kindle world. What advice would you have for them? I would say make sure that um, if you're interested in writing a world and it sounds great, like I say, make sure that you read at least one, if not more, of the books in that series, and then just do it. Just do it. <laughs> There's no other way to really... I mean, you can contact the um, author. I contacted Kat Johnson, uh, and I contacted uh, Carly Phillips, and I said, hey, I'd really love to write a story in your world, and both Kat Johnson and Carly Phillips are absolutely wonderful. Uh, and they were very encouraging and saying, you know, absolutely go ahead and do it. I'm thrilled. And, uh, also they do great promo Carly Phillips in particular. She has a Facebook, um, pages, uh, that, and they do events at the end, at the beginning of every launch, they do all this promo and all these events. And it's just like a great big thing that doesn't happen with every world. Mm-hmm. Uh, some worlds you really are on your own and that's okay. You know, just as long as you know. And was your thinking different as you, as you went into Kat Johnson's and Carly Phillips world, because there was no character crossover and this wasn't something that you were doing that was going to drive sales of an existing series of yours. What was the mindset going into that? What, what did you hope to accomplish? I really wanted to stretch my writing wings. Um, I had written some romance, comedic romance, with uh, Joe and Anne with the Melinda Duchamp series. And so I wrote the Jezebel series. And uh, that was romance, and it was funny, and I love to write humor. Um, but it was I wanted to write romance that wasn't erotic. Well, it had some erotic, but not, that wasn't just the purpose. Do you Uh know what I mean? Yes. Um, It wasn't an erotic story. It was more a story with, with romance or with steamy uh, scenes in them. And I didn't know if I could write a book without a dead body in it. So this is my thing. I was like, I got, (laughs) I want to see if I can write a book with no dead body. And you know what? I did it. You did it. but the, in the Hot Seals, I think that, yeah, I did kill some people in that one. But in the Wish to Dare, I did not. So now, I did it. is your writing process different when you're writing your own stuff 
versus writing for these Kindle worlds? Do you, is there any part of the process that's different for you? The only part of the process that's really different for me is um, I will go back and I will go into those books and I'll reread sections. Sometimes I'll read entire books to make sure that I get them right. I, every time I do um, a Jack Daniels and Associates book, I go back and I read um, several of the books first because I want to refresh myself with the characters mm-hmm. and with timeline and uh, all that kind of stuff. But with Kindle Worlds, I'll read the books, but um, the process is pretty much the same, I would say. I don't do anything extremely different. How do you how do you slot yourself in time-wise with the character? Because Jack's character arc expands, it goes across a long period of time. And it, it seems like you put her in like current day. Current day, she's working as a PI, she's, she's not a cop. How did you decide to do it that way, or is that just the way it works? Could you have gone back to Absolutely. 20 years ago? And I... I actually think I might do that. <laughs> I think it would be kind of neat because I love that story um, that he did where she was younger. And I'm trying to remember which one it is. I've read every single one, but for the life of me, I can't remember the that one. Was it stirred? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you can jump around anywhere you want to. And I guess it was just a decision I wanted to do. Well, with Jacked Up, I wanted it present day um, because Leah was 28, 29, 30, about like that. And so to put Leah in with her, I really had to have it present day because Jack was in her late forties. And so that's really the only way that it would work. Um, so if I'm going to use Leah, she'd have to be like a little kid (laughs) if I go back in time. But the only way I could pull that off was to do cold cases, um, murders from the eighties. And so that's what I did with double shot, which was really interesting. That was really neat to do. Now it's, it, I was smiling when you were talking about Jack's age, and the reason I'm smiling is, is because of a humorous thread that goes through the uh, the that goes through Double Shot. You're a reasonably young woman. Where did you where did you get all of this information on menopause? Because it it felt really real, <laughs> like. Well, actually, in his last book, he talks about uh, Jack having well. Harry says, do you have, you know, no, it wasn't Harry. It was Finn. It was Finn because she was going through a crisis. And he said, do you think this is menopause? And that really clicked with me. And I thought, you know what? Why not explore that? Because that is very real for every woman. Yes. You know, depending on their age, it is very real. So I am going to explore that because Jack is a real woman and she's going to have issues that she has to deal with that have absolutely nothing to do with being a PI or a cop or anything like that, and just something else that she has to worry about. <laughs> and I, I, I found that so amusing because I, I happen to know someone, and be very close to someone who's going through that process, and it's, you know, you were just spot on with all of it. The whole, you know, the, the, the mentality of while it's happening and this can't be happening and it can't be this, it's got to be something else. <laughs> it was very amusing. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. I was worried about that. I'm like, oh, gosh. How is this going to come across? And it's so, it's so, it's so, is is that something that you, you actively try to do in a, in a, in a thriller that's, you know, mostly tension, 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 and it's ratcheting up to throw in these humorous bits to sort of release the tension a little bit? You know, they just kind of pop out um, because I'm like that. I, I will throw it in joke anywhere that I can. I'm, I don't take life all that seriously, which is probably not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> in 
and it's gotten me in a lot of trouble in high school and you know, well, whatever, college, life. Um, I could rub people the wrong way, but um, I just, it just kind of pops up. I don't um, consciously say, okay, I need a humorous scene here, or I need to say something funny because it's just too dark. It just pops up. Okay. Now, in the original blog post, I think it's it, it was the Alzheimer's blog post that you did on Conrad's site, you talked a little bit about your career. And, you know, it, it was sort of, you know, I've worked my way up to this point, and this is where I am, and I'm, you know, I'm not making a, a, a tremendous fortune, but I'm writing books, I'm making money. It was a fun article to read. Um, okay. When did you start writing? When When did you, when was the the idea to start, when did you publish your first book? Sort of walk us through the, the Tracy Sharp writing history. When did I start writing? Oh, my gosh. From the time that I could even tell a story or hold a pencil or anything like that, I, I just always have. You know, when you're a kid and you have creative writing, you've got to write a story. I would write, like, 12-page stories um, and read it. Everybody would say, oh, I want Tracy's because I would write these really horrible, you know, scary horror stories and um the kids love to be scared they still do i think kids love to be scared but uh, it sounds really twisted um and so i just kind of kept writing short stories and all through uh high school and college I, you know i was the kid that would stare out the window and write stories instead of listen to what i should be listening to um and then i decided to write a book in my 20s and it was horrible just horrible. It was like the worst thing I've ever written and it will never see the light of day. But I cut my teeth on that book and I learned a lot. What I have done over the years since that is read a lot of um, articles from writers who know what they're doing. How do you do this? What is the process? I learned about plotting. I learned about the hero's journey. Um, I learned about the three-act structure. Uh, Alexandra Sokoloff's book, screenwriters tricks is absolutely phenomenal and that book is my bible i go back to that book every single time i write a story or a book i have that i have two kindles and on one kindle i will have that book open to whatever um spot i need uh -huh. and on the other you know i will be reading something else <laughs> <laughs> The serious Kendall and the fun Kendall. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, whether it's okay, I'm writing a Joan story, so I'll read this, or I'll, I'm writing a Leah book, so I've got to go back into my books to remember what I wrote, because there have been a couple of times where I've had someone in a review saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold against her, but uh, this timeline thing, you know, she said this age, and it was this age in another book or whatever. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Isn't That's it amazing, terrible. though, that, that you spend all this time writing those books, and then you, you go on to the next thing, and somehow or other a reader who read it two years ago remembers more of the details than you do. It's, it's just scary. It, you know, and I, I don't like to go back to my books. I don't like to read them, but for things like that, I will. But you're absolutely right, and they are eagle-eyed. Yeah. They have eagle eyes, and they will pick up on all that stuff. Even if you go through a book five, six, seven, eight times— I usually do three, four. Um, and you think you have everything, and you put it to the copy editor, and you think, you know, it's an editor you've been with forever. They can't pick up on every single thing either. They can't remember everything because they've got five million writers that they're working with. So um, you really, it's, 
one of those things that you feel like you cannot just catch every single little thing that you've done wrong and you just have to go back and you have to fix it and have your formatter reformat it and just put it back up again. <laughs> I remember reading a story uh, about a blog. Uh, probably most listeners will know who Nora Roberts is and yes. uh, also writes as J.D. Robb. And there's actually a website out there where – and it's essentially – I don't remember the name of it, but it's essentially – Things that Nora got wrong. And it's because she has such avid readers and she writes yeah. so many series and she writes so many books that she just gets a lot of stuff wrong about the characters. And these people are out there just categorizing it and putting it all on the oh internet. And it's like, it's their job. It just, it's crazy. No, I can't imagine. <laughs> but I guess it just goes to show that when you sell that many books, that, um, that kind of oh thing is going to happen. So it's something we could all look forward to, I guess. Right. Yay. <laughs> Okay, what's the best piece of advice you've ever had uh, about marketing your books? The best piece of advice I've ever had marketing. Oh my gosh, you know, I don't even know what that would be. I do a lot of reading on stuff like that, and it seems like everybody has a different um, opinion on how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think probably... I really think that your next book is the best thing that you can do, because I think that with every single book, you have a chance to um, expand your audience. I think the best thing I've ever done was using the KDP Select tool to make your book free. And I know there's uh, different opinions on this, and people are like, well, you know, free doesn't work as much as it used to, blah, blah, blah. And that's absolutely true. Um, but still, you can get how many thousand uh, readers, you can get exposure to new eyes every time you do a freebie. Mm -hmm. um, probably the best marketing tool that I've ever used is the um, author's marketing tool, I believe it's called. It's the author's marketing tool, something like that. If you look that up, it'll pop up. But you can, it's got all kinds of um, icons that you can hit for different uh, promo companies. So you'll have e reader news, you'll have book goodies, mm -hmm. you'll have like a whole bunch of promo companies. And I think there's like 70 of them and you can just hit it and let them know the title of your book, when it's going to be free. Um, and just, they, they will, if they have room, they will oh, put you in a newsletter or Facebook or anything like that. And some of them want three or $5 and it's completely worth it because some of them have 75,000 readers of their newsletter. So I found that to be really um, beneficial. Okay, and you and I will communicate back and forth to get that name right, and we'll, I will put a link in the show notes. So if we got it wrong, it'll be in the show notes. The correct link will be in the show notes. We promise. Tracy, <laughs> this has been fun. What's the best place for listeners to find you online? The best place would be, well, I've got a Facebook, Facebook page, Tracy Sharp Thrillers. I'm on Twitter, at Tracy Sharp. Um, my website is kind of under construction. Uh, I guess Amazon page okay. also would be good. Well, I will link to those. I will say that your website has been under construction for a while. <laughs> like That's clearly not a priority for you. And, and we've had other guests for whom the website is absolutely not a priority. The priority is writing the next book. And that makes perfect sense, and it, it's working for you, and it, it obviously works for the other people that, that feel the same way. If You know, we should all be focusing on what we're good at. 
and just do those things and not not try and do everything because that doing everything just doesn't work but doing three things really well does work absolutely i agree with you all right <laughs> and Trace- i think that so- social media helps a lot i think nowadays readers aren't as interested in a website as they are in finding you and maybe talking to you online twitter facebook anything like that and you are available online Yes. We can say that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's how we began communicating years ago. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. It's been too... It just goes by too fast. Yes. I can't even believe it. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks so much for being here. This is this has been a this is a topic that really interests me, and I, I'm glad to have learned about it today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been so much fun.